Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hello and welcome. My name is Bruce Grant, one of the pastors here at Metro Church, and this is my story. Uh, this is an expression of our PM services, and of course, this is an online one only. And so if you've not seen any of our previous My Stories, I really encourage you to go and have a look at those. They're up on our YouTube channel from all the ones that we've done previously, and everyone is unique. All of them, I think, are incredibly inspiring. And it's just about finding out about people's lives, uh, the journey that they've been on, some of the things I've learnt, uh, some uh, great things I've, I've learnt along the way, maybe just some disappointments, but different ways in which they've actually done a, done a great journey with God. And so this particular one, we're going to be hearing from our special guests in just a few moments. It's really no different to that. But hey, this is another expression of church, as I mentioned. And so being church, we always love to give opportunities for people to exercise that generosity moment. And so we always love to be able to give to God. And so I want to make sure that we've got an opportunity to do that right now. So if you're regular for Metro Church, you know the variety of ways in which you can give us online. Uh, we've got the Metro Church app. You can certainly use that. Head on over to our website with all the banking details that are on there as well. And of course, you may already have uh, direct debiting set up with your favourite bank uh, or financial institution. But I'd love to pray for our giving as we come to this part of this uh, message as well. Father God, we thank you that we get to give to Kingdom Purpose, to church. And Lord, we do it deliberately with intention. So Father, we thank you for this opportunity to uh, sow great, um, great finance into the kingdom. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So let me share with you a uh, one of my favourite go-to verses. I'm sure we've all actually got them. So this is Psalm 37 and verses 4 to 6, which says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. This has been incredibly powerful for me because it's helped me to know that whatever I set my heart to, that the Lord is there and he is guiding and directing me. And we're going to be hearing from our uh, special friend and guest in this My Story how we've actually, well, I've seen this happen through their life as well, and I'm sure they're going to uh, be able to attest to that as well. Um, so, Without further ado, Sandra, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us with uh, my story. And I'm going to put forward uh, a brief summary, I suppose, as to what we felt was the strongest emphasis on your story, uh, which is really around emotional resilience uh, or mental resilience. And we're going to be uh, getting into that and unpacking it as well. But I thought uh, for not everybody that that knows you, perhaps they might be perhaps new to Metro Church, a couple of uh, starter questions. How long have you been a Christian? Because I actually don't know the answer to this one. Okay, so uh, I was brought up going to a church, an Anglican church, and so I've pretty much gone my whole life. But at uh, at age 21, I, I decided to start attending a church, a different church um, on my own. So I sort of sought the Lord from there uh, in earnest. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And stylistically, a different church by the sounds of it as well? Yes, it went more to the evangelical style. Yeah, of church, okay. very similar to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you and I have been a part of Metro Church for a long, long time. How long have you been at Metro? I'd say to be just over 20 years. Wow. Yeah. So back in our previous building because uh, we've been in this amazing building for quite a while as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. Yeah, amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, so 
And your job, what do you do professionally, vocationally? So uh, I'm a dietitian, so I work in private practice, um, speaking to people about their, uh, their diet to help them improve their, their health um, in, in various ways. Wow. Mm. So that's obviously that's a job. It's not just one of those things of, um, you know, eat your, your fruit and your veg and stuff like that, but obviously there's the professional side of it that is part of your work. What's one of the key benefits that people get out of liaising with someone like yourself? I guess the main thing that people might come in to see me for would be things like uh, high cholesterol, diabetes, um, they might have uh, kidney failure or bowel disease, wow. um, they might be underweight, overweight, there's a whole range of things. Um, and so they, they literally um, learn um, the, the therapy that would enable them to improve all of those conditions. So I'd imagine your mind must be going, oh wow, if only you'd have come to see me Earlier. Earlier, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Having that knowledge yeah. uh, rather than, by the sounds of for some of these people, years down the track. Yeah, sometimes years down the track, yeah. Finding out about sooner rather than later would have, been, would have been great. Yep, yep. Well, that's a great segue then to what we're talking about because rather than finding out about some of the things that might be inside of you years down the track or decades down the track, far better to find out about those things earlier and explore opportunities and ways in which they can be an expression of your life. So that's why we're looking at yours. So your journey, it really started in your early 20s, I believe. What were some of the things that started bubbling to the surface in your life or the things that you started to see at that age? So uh, I think I, I started to um, really see the suffering of, of people who um, were troubled by uh, worries or, or fears or... Um, you know, uh, hurt or, or loneliness or something like that. And, and in my friend's circle, I would start to write them letters um, of encouragement um, using the Bible verses that I, as a new Christian, you know, had, had really just started reading a lot more of and just, just encouraging them and trying to bring a little bit of um, cheer to them as well as um, the Word of God because I knew that I had the power to, to lift them up. Um, yeah. So that was what started happening really quite regularly that I would see people in need in that emotional state and, and write them letters, whether they were close friends or not, I would, I would yeah. <laughs> it's interesting you've mentioned that phrase twice now and my ears picked up the first time and I heard it again the second time that you saw those needs. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean yeah. that other people didn't observe uh, those things that might be happening, but you saw it as in like it really obviously stirred something inside of you. To the point of action. Yeah, yeah. So you were so you've been doing writing encouraging notes to people, uh, basing it with scripture. I'm assuming sometimes you'd maybe quote a Bible verse, other times you wouldn't necessarily, but you would just bring general encouragement. Yeah, a lot of it was Bible verses, and they and they were sort of more than a note. They were, they were, they were mini books. They were quite long. They were like wow. ten page, fifteen page letters. They were wow. very long. Um, yeah, because as I would start to write, it would just flow and. Um, yeah, I guess I just wanted to cover all, all bases with them. So, And so what were the typical responses then to people receiving such amazing letters from you? <laughs> um, really positive, actually. Yeah, a lot of people said they were very touched. It, hit, it really hit the spot. Um, you know, I, I often felt when I was writing them that um, God was using me and sort of I was being a vessel in a sense because sometimes as I was writing, I was thinking, wow, this, this is actually encouraging me even, you know, as, I, as I'm writing it. Um, and ideas would come that I didn't have in my mind before I sit, 
you know, set down to write. So, um, so it was a very positive feedback and one lady kept my letters under her pillow for, oh, wow. yeah, like a year or something and bring them out when she, she needed it. She was going through uh, a tough diagnosis of, of an illness mm. and, um, you know, so, um, yeah, there was a lot of positive feedback um, yeah, to, to, to all of them, I would say, yeah. I think that's a great thing that you mentioned there, that you really did feel God guiding you and leading you through that process. And you obviously were open to that rather than just doing your day to day. Has it always been your level of relationship with God that you're, you're open to his leading or was it that particular aspect of your life that you became super aware probably more aware at that time, probably generally very open because I think that, you know, I often felt inadequate either at work or helping friends or anything. So really? I would pray, you know, quietly under my breath, Lord, give me something to say. I've got no idea what to say to this person. They need help. Can wow. you give me something to say? And he would always, always put something in my mind and wow. I would always be amazed at, um, at what came out of my mouth, you know, not expecting it at all. Yeah. So the writing was very similar to that, that it, yes. it sort of flowed. Yeah. Amazing. So then I suppose it, by the sounds of it, that started stirring some more writings within you. And so I've actually got a cover of a book that you wrote, uh, a, diet, a, a food one, uh, called Kiss the Chef. Yes. So, yes, I didn't write So I didn't write the book, but I wrote the introduction to it uh, yes. from the nutritional perspective. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was asked to join in to that uh, book that was set up by some other people at uh, this church years ago. And uh, and that was a fun first sort of exercise in, in writing. Um, it was a nutritional thing rather yeah. than obviously emotional. But, um, yeah, it was fun to be involved in that and to think that it, you know, went out there and helped people as well is, is always a good thing. So that, that was obviously a big step. I mean, to go into to printed press yes. would be something amazing that many people, myself included, I've never had that. Did you feel like, okay, that was great, that was a little, a little flash in the pan, one hit wonder, that's it, move on, never again? Or did that stir some more things? I think it really, that didn't really stir, I think, the thought that I would write. But as I was writing the letters, some of my friends would say, gosh, you should write a book, you know, of these encouragement. And right. I remember thinking at the time, that's a very unusual thing to say. I've written you a letter. What's that got to do with the book? Yes. Um, but, you know, two or three of them would say, gosh, you should write a book about this, you know. And um, eventually I, I, I sort of listened to that and explored that further. Okay. Uh, and that, that was probably where I started thinking more along the lines of, of actually writing for the purpose of writing a book for more people. Wow. So what, because um, for a lot of people, they, they might get that encouragement from other people or be just thinking it themselves and not really know what to do and how to do it. So what were some of those things that you felt to do as next steps? Um, if you recall. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago. Um, I think I just, I I actually sat on the, the thought for a while and I prayed about it and I remember saying to God, you know, well, if you are trying to tell me something about writing a book here, you know, what, what would I write about? And I really just felt impressed that the word encouragement came, you know, which is what all the letters have been about and, you know, talks with various, you know, trusted Christian friends, you know, over the years have, have often sort of led back to, you know, writing about encouragement for people okay. um, because that's what I've, I've sort of always done, you yeah. know, for many years. So it it wasn't any different, but I was just doing it by and by. And now it looks like, you know, it's important to take the next step. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I'm hearing here already, and obviously people are joining this particular My Story, and, and they might be thinking about some of the things that they felt are stirring in their heart. And so you've been able to be quite focused and 
really feel uh, to look on the encouragement side. And so I'm assuming that you would want to encourage other people to say similar things like look for and focus on what you feel is for you specifically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's good to to just, you know, in uh, you know look into it a little bit further if you feel a prompting to, to investigate it a little bit more and to think, is that something that God could want me to do? Like to let it be a possibility at least, you know, yeah. and to ask the question, you know. Wow, um, sure. Yeah, so because that's certainly, you know, what I did, even though I didn't quite believe it at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, I was willing, I suppose, to explore that. Um, and I was... I was dabbling in writing some children's stories just for fun, oh, you know, wow. so I was okay. enjoying writing from yep. a different perspective as well as doing the letters. I was just doing fun, creative yes. stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. But still exercising that writing muscle. Yeah. 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 Wow. So all this has been slowly building and, you know, the, the, the first uh, going into print, I suppose, and then little bits and pieces along the way. But then you had a major uh, life-altering effect um, only a few years ago now. We're talking about a major car accident uh, that you were in, and we're so blessed that you are here alive yes. <laughs> and, and talking to us. It pretty much was piece. a life or death yeah. uh, accident in the was vehicle, a big, wasn't it? Big accident, yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly significant, yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah. You had a very long hospital recovery. Yes. Uh, I yeah. believe. How long were you in hospital? I was in, uh, just over five weeks. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yes. and then obviously. There was that physical recovery process yes. and I'm sure an emotional recovery yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot of a lot of that process to go through. And, you know, looking back, I see a lot more of the effects of the accident in that, you know, year or two after that I don't have now. So yeah, can, yeah see the, the healing, but it certainly can take a while. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, knowing you for the period of time that I have and, and what your job entails, uh, you were always an incredibly busy woman. Um, full on with your work um, and obviously very committed to the life of Metro Church and uh, you know, your church family and your friends um, and your hobbies um, as well. But I think uh, the accident also was a bit of a, a, a take step, gauge your life kind of moment for you as well? Certainly, yeah. Certainly gave me opportunity to think about, you know, what I was doing, where I was spending my time, um, what I wanted to do. You know, it, it, it did. It, it was a, a very big stopping point, you know. I, I literally went from 100 miles an hour to, yeah, stuck in stuck in a hospital bed doing, doing nothing. And while I didn't have a, a lot of spare time, there's a lot of, you know, physios and, and OTs that visit, visit you to help in the recovery, um, I did start to think about when I go back to work, what do I want that to look like? Do I need to be exploring something else? And it gave me um, opportunity to attend the Equip for Ministry course that you were running. Okay. Um, and that gave me some ideas on, on other things I wanted to do in life other than just work. Yeah. 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 Wow. And so did you feel there were some, some great things that got unlocked at that point? Very much, yeah. So, um, you know, I'd had thoughts about, you know, how could I, you know, help people, what, what would help them and, and done some exploring down that track. But after the, the EFM, there were a lot more thoughts that really came tumbling in and I came up with some new ideas and I remember I came up here to church to speak to you about them and, and a couple of those, you know, a few of those have, have happened in the years uh, gone by in the last three yeah. years. Um, but it was definitely, as I went through the EFM course, it was really... The, you know, it was very pointed, the, uh, the direction to go in. It was very clear that it was um, to do with what I'd always been passionate about, but it, now it was, okay, well, what am I going to do next? Yes. Yeah, as a result of that. So there were some very 
uh, tangible outcomes of that, not specifically in the writing initially, but still in that similar vein and it's you, Sandra, letting your life be used by God. So I know about a couple of those. I mean, um, I'm a pet lover, so... Tell me about one of those. So I think the first thing I, I asked Amanda if I could do down in Hope was run a, a pet therapy day because I'd been seeing, um, you know, the effects of particularly dogs uh, calming people down, cheering them up, just um, bringing joy. And I love dogs as well, so it wasn't a hard thing to do. So yeah. I I, uh, I rallied a few dogs uh, to come in to Hope and Amanda agreed and, you know, it was a great success and it was so nice to see the smiles on people's faces and someone even, you know, lay down on the floor and cuddled with the dog and oh, it wow. was just amazing, yeah. So it brought a lot of blessing and, you know, it was one of the elements that I wanted to, to bring and, um, and obviously, as you know, I ran a few other courses in Hope to, uh, to bring different elements of people's, again, mm. mental and emotional health. Yes. So you leveraged on your professional uh, work life as well. I think you did some nutritional types of workshopping. Yep. So Amanda asked me to do um, some nutrition talks to, to try and um, encourage healthy eating amongst the, the guests that come to Hope. Yep. Um, and they were, they were pretty well attended and they enjoyed them. Now, that was quite specific, I think, because uh, a lot of people might not understand that um, the people that, that we help through Hope, um, they don't necessarily have a standard roof over their head with the full-blown kitchen. No. Um, and so their ability exactly. to cook or prepare meals might be almost non-existent or very limited. But I think you even specifically dealt with that? Yeah, I tried to I tried to think about, you know, if they didn't have much of a kitchen or, or you know, food storage preparation, you know, how could they still eat, you know, healthily with that? Um, and so we would, you know, explore different angles and there was um, a time for questions. So they would often ask questions about, you know, what can I do in this situation or I've got this health need. And, you know, it was, it was a great interactive, you know, couple of sessions that we did. Um, and it also built some relationship with some of the people who came to Hope so wow. that since then when I go down there, they remember me and we can have a chat or they might ask another question or something like that. Yeah. 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 Now in church circles, we quite often hear the phrase, you know, blessed to be a blessing. And so I think you even put that into action through Hope as well, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, very much so, so, yeah. Craft, was it? Or? It was. It was so the, the Operation Christmas Child um, shoebox gifts that um, people do, so many people do, you know, around the world. Uh, I wanted to get involved in that because I felt that if the guests of Hope were to make something to give to someone else that they would feel um, like they were contributing and being uh, of value and just the joy of actual, and this again was art therapy, so it was like pet therapy, then art therapy, um, because it's nice to make something and see what you've made and it was a great encouragement, I felt, because we, we all gushed over what they did and, um, and that was just so nice to be able to compliment them and on how wonderful they were making this particular toy or a car, Christmas card that they were writing wow. and they were very clever, they were brilliant, there were some amazing artists that came through and just all the all people with great words and um, so they enjoyed it and so we made um, you know lots of toys to go into these boxes and we bought the rest to sort of top up the box wow. um, but it was it was a lovely thing to be involved in that they could see the completed product and to think well this is going to go help a child that is in need in another country yeah. um, so I think yeah it, it encouraged them um, and they felt useful and as you say blessed to be a, a blessing yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there's some other things as well and, and, and I'm conscious of time and so I'd love to get into more of those. But those ideas in themselves, Sandra, they're, they're pretty amazing. And for the fact that they all came through you, the one person, do you just shake your head sometimes and think, God, how come you've used me in, in these things? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess they were all vessels, aren't we? And if we're available, he will, you know, 
pick up on the person who says yes and go, okay, I've got something for you to do. I love um, that, yes. Yeah, yes. But so. they're still very much true to you, true yeah. to yourself. Yes, they're things that I, you know, enjoy, you know, as yeah. well. So it was a, you know, it was a, a, a dual thing. It was was my sort of area, I suppose, to to want to do that. And we're going to be running it again in just uh, next week, starting wow. up the uh, the Christmas child gifts wow. again. So that will be fun uh, to do. Um, yeah. Amazing. So the writing then, it's restarted, yes. it's kicked off, yes. and I think probably in, in a bigger way now yeah. uh, because there's two actual workbooks that you've got and so I've, yes. I've got both of those here. So uh, this one is Think Well, Act Well, Be Well, um, and so being mentally healthy. Yes. Now you wrote this specifically for our guests that come through to, to hope. Yeah. So it's not uh, a professionally clinically oriented work paper as such. No. It's a resource that... Yeah the everyday person can grab a hold of yes. and have some really great help in there. And then you've also written an accompanying one, yep. Supernatural Help for Achieving Good Mental Health. So it's a carry-on from the first booklet, yes. uh, but this one specifically with the strong Christian influence and, yep. and having the God aspect yep. in it as well. Yep. Was there a different process in writing the two of them? One, helping the people in hope no matter where they've come from. The other one, adding the Christian content. Was it a different process or pretty much the same? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, but we're thinking about, well, how would, you know, uh, how would God like us to think uh, about, um, you know, what we're doing, how we're acting, how we're feeling, and does he have any answers in his word? Um, and what's the answer to that? <laughs> yes, go to the word. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but, yeah, the, the scriptures that you can use to encourage yourself and to um, overcome negative thought patterns and things like that. Um, and so it was, was great to be able to put some what I felt, you know, more powerful permanent solutions in in the second booklet, the Christian booklet, where it was in the word of God changing people. I think that's a great point you make there that those points of help are actually in the Bible. Uh, I know in my early days as a Christian, people would say, oh, well, just, just read the word. Uh, there's Bible verses that talk about that. And I would think to myself, well, okay, where are they? <laughs> but you've actually done the, this is where they are. And I read, I read your books as well. And so you've done the application of that. It's not just quoting a reference, yeah. which is great in itself, yeah. but you've also brought application. Yeah, I've tried to, yeah, counter each sort of negative thought with, you know, you could change that thought to this is what the Word of God says about me or this situation so that you can replace the thought and, and then be set free from the, the, the downward spiral of, of negative thinking. Yeah, mm. yeah. So obviously people have seen that. And what sort of feedback have you had so just uh, just by and by, I heard um, that people have enjoyed it or found it beneficial. It's early days; it hasn't been there very long. Um, mm. But yes, I hope that um, it is accessed by more people and that it might um, lead them to even if they don't know God, getting to know God. Um, but also just having a much healthier life uh, and something that you know is simple to change, perhaps in a practical aspect, yeah. um, that they could fix those things. And then, you know, I do feel better already just by employing these really simple strategies of, of thinking about being grateful, having hope, um, you know, looking after my, my sleep, my exercise, my nutrition, you know, all of those things. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm. So obviously we talked about the car accident a little bit back and, and obviously that would have been a discouragement. It would be to anybody. But aside from that, though, this has been a journey over decades, uh, dare I say. I'm sure you've had some discouragements um, along the way. Um, how, how have you dealt with those? Like, 
could you name a couple of them and how you overcome that? Yeah, sure. Um, probably the the biggest hurdle is 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 sort of doubting my ability. You know, so thinking who am I to be, you know, writing this and things like that and having to remember and apply the word of God to myself and saying, okay. you know, if God has asked me to do this, then he will equip me. And it's not his wisdom, not my wisdom rather, but his wisdom, you know, that hopefully is going to come through. So it's very much being that vessel again, you know. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's still it's still rather uh, scary. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, has there been any setbacks that you can think of along the way in reaching each of these milestones? Because there's been some pretty amazing ones. Yeah, um, there's, there's always, you know, the challenges, um, just the, the, the again, the, the thought process, the, the time or getting busy or getting distracted, you know, that, that would, I think, be a big one, you know, letting things sit for too long and before you pick it up again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so or, or even just, you know, difficult times in my own life, I would tend to put things on the shelf for a little while so yeah those kind of things I guess hold you back but you've got to pick up again as soon as you you feel you can and, and keep going. Yeah so you've there's there's obviously a balance there between there is a busyness of life and there are things that probably do require your attention at different times but you don't want to get to the point of forgetting about it all together obviously that hasn't happened with you were there particular things that you did to make sure that you didn't forget about those things but you got back to them when it was appropriate to do that? Um, I suppose that, um, you know, I would try to keep something in, in, in view and saying this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So reminding myself of, um, you know, if, if this is my calling, then I, then I shouldn't really put it off. I should do it straight away. Okay. You know, I should, um, yeah, continue with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the other side of that coin then, encouragement. Uh, I'm sure you've had to encourage yourself. Uh, we read in uh, 1 Samuel 30 where David encourages himself in the Lord. So how does Sandra encourage herself? So one of the things I found that helped me was to think about the fact that, um, you know, if God's asking you to do something, often it is beyond yourself, you know. So I think that it is normal, therefore, to feel inadequate and unable to do it because it's a stretching process to get to the point where I where I will be able to do it. Um, yeah. So the fact that it seems so large was was almost an encouragement because I thought, well it must be God. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do this on my own. I wouldn't be naturally courageous enough to yep. you know to write a book or anything like that. So that was almost like a confirmation for me that wow. you know it, it is from God because he would ask me to do something that is beyond myself. Wow. So obviously there's the this is really scary. I don't think I could do it. But hang on, I think God's asked me to do it. So therefore, I can. Was that like an instant thing or did that take some while to actually accept that? And A long time, a long yeah. time. Yeah, a lot of wrestling with it, you know, a lot of wrestling with it and sort of saying no in my mind and then thinking, but this is this is this is normal. This is natural and normal that it would be a struggle, you know, initially that it would be a stretch rather, yeah. and um, and that to you know just keep taking one step after the other and and see what happens. Explore explore the avenue, even though it feels very uh, new and uncertain. Mm -hmm. But to keep yeah taking steps forward. I'm sure you've had some great people in your life who've been able to journey with you along the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely some really good friends who encouraged me and. Um, you know, would would ask what do I really want to do and, and would say what blessed them and, you know, um, so there has been some encouragement there as well and, um, you know, specific words of encouragement that have come along as well that have helped to, you know, really seal my confidence that I'm doing the right mm. thing. Yeah. Wow. Now you probably, have you got a go-to verse? 
Uh, one of the, the, the current favourites is, is the Isaiah uh, 4113, uh, which talks about God holding us by our right hand and to not fear that he'll be with us. So, yeah, that's really encouraging for me that he's right there with me, whatever yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So what would your advice be to others? I mean, obviously everyone joining this, they're probably all not going to be budding writers, but um, hopefully in people hearing your story, they will be encouraged. So what would you say to others who are like, they're maybe at the beginning stages of getting some ideas, some inklings about what it is, or maybe they're partway through that and they're at that crossroads or do I put it on the shelf? Is this me? Is this not me? I think to really, yeah, pray about it, to explore it, to to start taking steps, you know, see what happens, let other people, uh, talk to other people about it, trusted, you know, Christian friends, um, pastors, things like that, you know, have that discussion, be willing to be bold enough to um, think maybe it is God, you know, to not always dismiss it and think, no, that can't be right, but to, uh -huh. you know, see, I think, Elena, like I did with people saying, you know, you should write a book and me thinking, What's that got to do with anything? Yes, and, yes. and it being such a foreign idea, but to then eventually hearing it so much that I picked up on it and, and asked God about it. So to not ignore those those things they've heard, um, yeah, and to, to explore it. Okay. How about advice to a younger Sandra? What would you say to yourself way back then that you wish you had have said or that you wish you knew back then? Oh, um, <laughs> Just maybe to be bolder, you know, to not, not you know, doubt myself so much and to be a bit bit bolder and to, you know, run with what I felt was right at the time and to explore it earlier perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good advice to oneself. Yes. <laughs> so obviously not all over, far from it. No. What's next? Uh, so at the moment I'm, I'm just starting to write a book on um, emotional resilience. Now this is um, a book book, isn't it? Yeah. The other ones that you wrote for Hope, you would probably refer to them as booklets yeah, or, little, or handouts. Yeah, yeah. This is a book book. Yes, I think, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, that's just at the very early stages and I'm just starting to explore and beginning to make notes about what I'm going to write about. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's a Christian-based um, book, so it's, it's using, again, the Word of God um, in a similar vein to the letters that I wrote mm. um, to encourage people and to lift them up and to strengthen them, yeah, through tough times. Yeah. Now, you've also had some pretty credible and reputable input, I believe, as well, from a professional psychologist um, who's wanted to grab hold of some of your resources. <laughs> yeah. Um, and are they, they giving you some input into this book as well? So I haven't actually asked as yet for okay. his input, but, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's interested in having copies uh, for the the, um, the charity that he works at attached to his church mm. um, and uh, I no doubt will quiz him about the, the, the book, yeah, as I go through because he's got that area of expertise that I don't have. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it must be very validating as well though that someone who's had decades of, of professional experience has seen the booklets that you've written already and says, hey, can I get access to those resources and has endorsed the work that you've actually done as well. Yeah, certainly surprising. Um, yeah, I don't know, you know, how much of them he's, he's read in detail or anything like that, but, um, yeah, it was very encouraging. Yeah, it was, it was a, a big surprise actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Amazing. It's, it's just been such an exciting journey and, and as I said, we've known each other for a long time, so it's been so amazing to, to be hearing the steps along the way and to hearing about what's, what's happening down the track as well. So, look, Sandra, thank you so much for your time. 
um, in sharing this part of the journey. Far from over. No. <laughs> uh, but it's just been very exciting and I hope uh, very inspiring to, to people that would have heard your particular message. I think it's amazing. Oh, great. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure. So, of course, as you've heard Sandra mention many, many times and how can you not, just her relationship with God, it's real uh, and it's a big part of who she is and what she has done in, in her life. And, of course, this is an expression of Metro Church and so we always want to provide opportunity uh, for people to be able to say yes to Jesus, to be able to say, yes, Lord, I want you in my life, I want to follow you and I want to give you my heart and, and follow you all the days of my life. And so this is an opportunity that we always want to make sure. And so here's your chance right now. We've made it really super easy. Obviously, we're not physically uh, in the same location, but that's okay. God is around us no matter where we are. And so we've got a really simple system that we call Yes Text. All you need to do is text the word yes, Y-E-S, through to this number, 0488-826-392. Text yes, as long as you mean it. Text yes to Jesus and say, yes, Jesus, I want to actually follow you. It's as simple as that. If you mean it, God will understand that. And that's if you're in Australia, of course, using that mobile number. We've got an online version of that in which you can do pretty much the same thing. So head on over to this website, yes.metrochurch.org.au. That's a web address. And on that web page that comes up, you can click on the yes button and give your yes to Jesus in the same way. And if you do that, what will happen? Firstly, God comes into your life, which is amazing. And then we will send you for the next 30 days free of charge on your mobile phone or through to your email address. We'll send you a Bible verse, a sample prayer that you can pray with that Bible verse and an encouraging word. And that'll happen for the next 30 days. You can opt out at any time if you want to. Very few people have, but that's available to you. After those 30 days, we've got mini-series. They actually run for 10 days at a time and you can opt into all of those as well. That's just another way here at Metro Church we'd like to help you in your yes to Jesus. So look, thank you so much for joining with us. Uh, we've always got amazing things happening through the life of Metro Church. Next Sunday morning, if you're here in Perth, uh, come along and join us at Metro Church, our campus on Beaufort Street. 9.30am. We'd love you to join us. Of course, we're always online at 9.30am. And then next Sunday evening is what we call Metro Life. So we don't have physical meetings in the building, but this is where we meet in people's homes. I open them up for, for dinner and pretty much that's all it is. It's coming around and just connecting with each other, having great food, great fellowship. And so if you're a part of Metro Church, uh, we'd love you to be a part of that one as well. So this has been my story. Thank you for joining me this time and we look forward to seeing you sometime soon. God bless. <music>